An unexpectedly good season for Freddie Goudreau in 2021-2022. We recap how things went for Freddie, where he slots into the lineup going forward, and what his future has in store. All that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is available wherever you listen to your podcasts free of charge. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we throw a letter grade on the 2021-2022 season for Freddie Goudreau. We look at where he could slot into the lineup going forward with the expectation that Marco Rossi will be elevated to the NHL roster come next season. So we uh, take a look at a lot of different combinations that could potentially happen with Freddie Goudreau next year. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams. And now here at the helm of Locked on Wild, happy to be with you on a Wednesday edition of the show and uh, continuing with player evaluations as we uh, further navigate the offseason and time to move to the uh, center for the hottest line on this team going into the playoffs. But uh, a line like many other players on the Minnesota Wild roster that uh, just kind of hit a wall and was not able to elevate that same level of play. We're, of course, talking about Freddie Goudreau. And let's start by looking at where things were at with Freddie coming into this season. He was signed off of the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins roster to a two-year deal and really wasn't a lot known uh, about Goudreau coming into this season because you look at what he did with the Pittsburgh Penguins and his most... Uh, experience actually came with the Nashville Predators uh, in which he played 55 games but registered just four points that season. He played 19 games last year uh, in his age 27 season with the uh, the Penguins and had 10 points in 19 games. There obviously was some intrigue there and uh, Goudreau more of a defensive center um, slash wing and so Thought that, uh, you know, the the underlying numbers were intriguing enough to where it uh, it was worth bringing Goudreau onto this team to see what he was capable of. Started the year as a wing um, and was the line mate, at least early on, with Kevin Fiala. Now, there were some tweaks that were happening because you had the center, the center jumble for this team. We had Jewel Erickson Eck initially with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. We saw Ryan Hartman then flip to that line, but there was a lot of jumbling that happened until the lines all got set, and uh, it seemed like everything, once it finally solidified, uh, really took off. And so early in the season, you know, you look at the, uh, the first portion of the year for Goudreau, uh, month of October, 
just had uh, had one goal, and in fact, through the first uh, 24 games of the season, uh, just one goal on the year. But again, that was due to injury to uh, some other players and just not getting those line combinations set until uh, the midpoint to end of the season. But uh, you look at Goudreau's production from February on. Uh, in the month of February, in 10 games, he had four goals, five assists. In the month of March, three goals, seven assists. April, he had four goals and eight assists. So had um, 31 points in those uh, final 42 games and really started to become a solid, reliable contributor to that Fiala-Boldy connection. And we've talked about it before, and it bears repeating since we are uh, evaluating what we saw from Goudreau coming into this season. He wasn't just a placeholder. You know, we're not, we're not talking about uh, the Victor Rask situation with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello where he is you know, literally along for the ride. Um, was a solid contributor to this team. And uh, I found it interesting in looking at some of the numbers for Goudreau. You know, I, I wasn't sure uh, coming into this evaluation portion of his season, I, I didn't seem like he was particularly good in the faceoff circle. And actually, when you look at it, he was an even 50% on the season. 461 faceoff wins. 461 face-off losses. So held his own in the face-off circle. And so that was, you know, that was something else that I I came away impressed. And so my overall feelings of this season for Freddie Goudreau was, uh, again, like many players on this wild roster, it was a very successful year for Goudreau, a year that we um, we didn't really expect. But I think with what we saw in the postseason for not only Goudreau but for the uh, the rest of this team, there just were there were a lot of players on this team that had these career seasons in the regular season, but it was never something that was really sustainable outside of guys like Kirill Kaprizov and Jewel Eriksson-Eck, who basically scored eighty five percent of the goals that this team scored in that first round series. So there were a lot of career seasons. But as the year went on, a lot of players who kind of fell back down to earth. But you look at where this wild team is at and where Goudreau kind of factors in to uh, what is is going to be happening with this team going forward. There are some interesting questions to be asked about uh, Freddie Goudreau, but I think with what we saw this season, I think he deserves to uh, at least get a look, uh, depending on uh, the roster juggling that we see uh, from this team going forward. Now, there were some things, there were some, um, I don't want to say red flags, but there were some things that, uh, that I think bear looking at. And the biggest one, obviously, is the production for Goudreau before that line combination came together because you you have two of the elements on that line together already in Fiala and Goudreau. The one variable was Victor Rask or 
other players that that played the center spot for that line. Now, that tells me that Goudreau may be a better fit as a center than he is as a wing, and uh, that, yes, it, it, it did lead to all these guys having super productive second halves by putting Matt Boldy on that line. Um, a little concerning that uh, the numbers were as down as they were um, without him, but Matt Boldy to uh, to Victor Rask is there's a little bit of a disparity there. So what that means for uh, for Goudreau's future uh, is really interesting. It depends on if he is more of the player pre Boldy or the player after Matt Boldy, and so. We'll, uh, we'll navigate as we uh, continue to evaluate Freddie Goudreau uh, by, uh, by giving him a letter grade for his performance this year and then also looking ahead as to kind of where he slots into the lineup because I've got an interesting situation that uh, I think we could see with this Minnesota Wild team. And so we'll talk about all of that and more as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Our next partner has a product I use Every single day of the week, I started taking AG1 because it was just taking too much time for me in the morning to line up all my vitamins and supplements to try to get them all taken before I headed out the door for work. With AG1, all you need is one delicious scoop and you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, everything you could possibly want. Plus, it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Listeners, I have a favor to ask. We have put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Lockdown podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Lockdown podcasts. So head to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Thank you in advance for your help. So looking into the future, looking into the crystal ball, as to where Freddie Goudreau slides in for next season. Uh, before we do that, in terms of a letter grade for Goudreau, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a B plus. Now, obviously, had a great season that we weren't 
expecting. Weren't expecting all the offense that Goudreau was able to uh, to give this season with the f- 14 goals and the 30 assists and the 32 points in the uh, the final uh, 42 games of the season. We have to factor in, though, the fact that he did start the season slowly as a wing, and until the Wild found that he was better at center than he was at the wing, we got to factor that in. And so, obviously, an A for what he was able to do once the B- the Boldy Fiala Goudreau line was formed. But you have to factor in that previous handful of games, the pre-All-Star break. You have to factor that in as well. So I'm going with a B-plus for Goudreau. Really liked what we saw. And so let's just look at where this team is at moving into next season. Now, the potential for a Kevin Fiala trade is the one thing that could throw all of this out of whack because if you pull him off the table, you have an obvious opening at a wing position, which means that if Marco Rossi's elevated next year, he's probably going to fill that center spot, which moves Freddie Goudreau to the wing spot on that line. Now, interesting question here that I think um, is, is going to be one that will be figured out this season that will have an impact beyond. I think the Wild will decide between Freddie Goudreau and Tyson Jost past this season. I do not think both of them will be back with the team after the 2022-2023 season. I think the Wild will make a decision on one of them, bring that player back, and the other will either be traded or will be allowed to uh, leave via free agency at the end of the season. Their numbers are pretty similar. Now, Goudreau obviously got a lot more run as the center for that Fiala-Boldy line. Tyson Jost, however, showed, as we'll talk about more in depth with his eval, Tyson Jost showed much better versatility and ability to slide up to play on various lines depending on what the Wild needed and depended on who depending on who was out of the lineup. Jost played on the grief line when Felino and uh, and Greenway at various points were injured. He hopped up. He basically played on every single line that the Wild threw out there, uh, with the exception of, um, and I don't recall. I don't recall if this happened during a game or not, but uh, I do not believe he got any time on the Kaprizov line because Ryan Hartman stayed, you know, pretty that that line stayed pretty solidly healthy throughout the season. And when Matt Zuccarello was out of the lineup, Nick Bugstad was the guy, or Marcus Foligno was the guy that uh, that hopped up on that top line. So, with the exception of that, Jost played in the second, third, and fourth lines this season, and so. He presents some versatility uh, to where, let's say, Freddie Goudreau doesn't necessarily handle um, being the wing on that line. Well, maybe Tyson Jost would handle that opportunity a little better, and you could put Goudreau as the center for the fourth line 
and put Jost as the wing for that line featuring Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi. You know, and, and it was pointed out in the comments as well that uh, Connor Dewar is a guy who had some great chemistry with uh, Boldy and Rossi um, in Iowa as well. So there are options that don't necessarily mean Freddie Goudreau is the one that slots in in that spot just because that's where he was this past season. You pull away one of the parts of that combo, it doesn't mean that the other two parts are going to be as successful together with somebody else. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the Wilds approach this depending on how the other dominoes fall on the board. I don't think it's a guarantee that uh, we will see Goudreau just get that spot because that's where he was this past season. That may end up being a whole new combo, uh, depending on how some of the other pieces on the board play out. So um, Goudreau certainly has an opportunity, though, to, uh, to prove that this past season was no fluke. But at the end of the day, I'll circle back to the, uh, the take that I think the Wild this season will make a decision and keep one or the other. It will not be both because they're just going to continue to have players that are elevated um, onto this roster, which means that there are going to be fewer and fewer spots available. So it could be be very interesting uh, as to how this team looks within the uh, the next couple of seasons uh, after this one. So all in all, a good season for Freddie Goudreau, but uh, a season in which um, we saw, you know, some good play when he was a center with that boldy line. But before that, took him a little while to kind of catch on. So we're going to be plus. I do want to touch, when we finish today's episode, I do want to touch on a little bit of the uh, the thought that the New Jersey Devils are the front runners for Fiala. Do we need to get... Do we need to get that trending, the Fiala front runners here for the rest of the offseason? I mean, we could, but uh, I think at this point we'll just kind of let it be its own thing. But we will talk about that and some of the things that the Wilds could look for in return in a trade as kind of a primer for what we've got coming up for you um, next week with a look at some of the teams that are potential suitors for Kevin Fiala and what we could get back in return. So we will look at the Fiala frontrunners next here on Locked on Wild. Don't you love a good, chewy, chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? You cannot beat it. But what if I told you you can have all of that chewy, chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? Well, turns out you're in luck because Caramel Brownie Bars are available right now at Built.com and you're going to have to act fast because, not a shock, they have become a fan favorite. They'll allow you to forget all about dessert. And the macros are unreal. 130 calories for these delicious bars, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. You can replace any regular brownie with a Built caramel brownie bar in a heartbeat and the best part is they are still covered in 100% real chocolate with built bar you don't have to sacrifice taste for health 
you can have both. So if you head to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order, which means more Built Bar caramel brownie bars for you to purchase. So head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. The New Jersey Devils, rumored to be the front runners for one Kevin Fiala. And so let's look at this situation as things unfold. Uh, obviously, the Devils have the number two overall pick in this draft. I think that's probably going to be a little bit too high of an ask in return for Kevin Fiala's services. Let's also discuss the rumor that Chicago's Alex DeBrincat will also be available via trade this offseason. So right off the bat, that seems a little discouraging because, well, why wouldn't teams just go after DeBrincat as opposed to going after Kevin Fiala. And so that's going to pull some suitors off the table for Fiala's services. Well, yes and no. Because, at least in how my brain is handling this situation, yes, that's going to pull a suitor off of the board for Debrinkat. Because he is theoretically a younger player, that is going to potentially offer some more upside uh, than Kevin Fiala would in a trade. And, you know, the, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, Debrinkat, 41 goals, 78 points on the season. And uh, you can disregard any of the team numbers because, well, the, uh, the Blackhawks were not good this past season. But he is... 24 years old, so he's a year younger than Kevin Fiala. He has been playing the uh, the same number of... Uh, he's been playing since 2017, 2018, uh, like Kevin Fiala has. So there are some similarities there as well. Uh, but uh, again, some things that I look at with, uh, with Fiala in this regard, and actually... I, uh, I stand corrected. Fiala has been in the league longer. Fiala started his career, uh, albeit just for a couple of games. His first full season in the league was 2016-2017. Debrinkat was 2017-2018. So Fiala's been in the league longer. Um, and you know Debrinkat has had a very good seasons so far in his career. But some team is going to get... Alex Debrinkat, and the price for a player like that is going to um, is going to lead to a few teams thinking that it's too rich and saying, "Nah, I'm uh, I'm not going to be able to pay that." So uh, we will back out of those potential trade talks, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is where the Wilds get involved. Any of the teams who view the asking price for Debrinkat as too high will then be bidding against each other for the services of Kevin Fiala. And so, yes, we, with the uh, the situation with Fiala's contract, 
and with the fact that the Wilds, salary cap-wise, really do not have a choice in this matter um, as to what they do. Well, they have a choice. Um, it just depends on who ends up getting moved. And uh, we've talked at length about you know, how that's going to play out. The appearance of the Wilds having to make some sort of a move um, this offseason going to lead teams to think that they're desperate to where they have to take an offer less than they would get because Fiala is a year away from free agency and the uh, he's a year away from free agency and we're in a situation where we have to deal somebody to uh, get some salary cap relief. It's still the NHL. It is still a league in which Premier scoring is valued. And so, yes, there will be a suitor that will be knocked out of the Fiala sweepstakes by getting Alex DeBrincat if he is indeed on the block. But this will mean that the teams that miss out on him more aggressively turn their attention elsewhere to try to acquire said impact scoring. And if those teams have cap space available, the lack of control over Kevin Fiala will become a thing of the past because as long as there's a team that's willing to give him some money, he'll probably go there unless it's just um, unless it's a team that has no chance of competing. So there are going to be some teams out there desperate for scoring that will miss out on acquiring the likes of Alex Debrinkat or others. And that's where the bidding war for Kevin Fiala's services starts. And that's why I am not super worried about the Wild being hustled in any potential return for his services. Because again, premier scoring always has a place. And there will be teams that will be desperate to make some sort of a move that miss out on others. And we'll circle back to him. And uh, we'll be bidding against each other. And Bill Guerin will just... Bill Guerin will get what we need in terms of what the Wild should look for in a return. From what I've been told, next year's draft is going to be a very good, very deep draft. And so having a couple of first-round picks next year is certainly an appealing option. I think it'll either be a young player, and I'd like for it to be a center, or would take a defenseman too as kind of the centerpiece. But I think if you can get a young center and a draft pick as well, maybe a future first, next year's first, I think that's a good place to start. Now, obviously, there's some putting the pieces together that has to happen for that to work, but I I think... If the Wilds can get Judd Brackett some additional assets, either this year or preferably next year, and we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. We'll have him on again here soon. Uh, I believe next week is the plan to uh, to have him in and to discuss that very thing as to uh, which way the Wilds should be leaning in that regard. So, um, from what we're hearing, next year's the draft to do it, and so. Hopefully that's uh, something that the Wilds can work out, but if not, you could get a nice player 
in return for Kevin Fiala that would help out going forward. And so I think those are some of the things to consider as we're uh, we're trying to plug in the return uh, once this trade does happen, which hopefully after the playoffs are done, hopefully things will move in a quick direction so that we can um, stop speculating and start reacting. But at the end of the day, that uh, it'll happen when it happens. And that is going to wrap up today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Lockdown NHL podcast to hear all about how the Tampa Bay Lightning have found their groove and taken the lead in their Eastern Conference final series against the New York Rangers. Lockdown NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, just like Locked on Wild. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and uh, make sure to follow us on social media as well. We will keep you up to date with all things Minnesota Wild related and new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.